Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Wake Up and Grow. Um, if you haven't already, I'm going to encourage you to go follow Wake Up and Grow on Instagram at WUGPOD. Um, that's W-U-G-P-O-D. And then go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Today's episode is titled Overflowing. And the tea of the day is a lemon green tea. Um, I recently tried it. It's interesting, you can definitely taste the lemon. Today, I would like to start us out in Acts 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So if you follow me, um, if you follow my personal account on Instagram, you'll notice that for the past week, week and a half, I have been posting these um, things on my story that have uh, day seven or uh, whatever out of 21 day devotional challenge. And that's what today's episode is kind of based off of um, the challenge that I'm a part of started out going through and reading a chapter a day in Acts and then just a couple days ago um, I think about Thursday or Friday we stopped in Acts and moved on to 1st Corinthians but what this challenge and what the verses and the scriptures that we're reading um, kind of cover is the presence and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit um, but I'm gonna I'll probably tag the organization and the people that started it um, when I post this episode on my Instagram so that if you guys want you can join we'll probably do another one soon even though this one's almost over so the outpouring and the receiving on our part of the Holy Spirit is kind of what we're talking about today. Why is it important to have slash receive the Holy Spirit into our lives? I think to understand that we first need to know who slash what the Holy Spirit is. We as Christians know that he is part of the Trinity and the Trinity consists of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. So we know that, we've been taught that, um, if you've grown up in church, you've been taught that almost your whole life. And so the Holy Spirit is both one and separate from God and Jesus. That's how the Trinity works. All three of them are one yet separate. In John 14, 16 through 17, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit um, our helper when he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that's the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. 
we also know that the Holy Spirit is considered our guide. Um, some translations in the verse that I just read before call him the advocate or the counselor. But the Holy Spirit is also our guide. Um, I was at a summer camp just a few months ago as a crew member helping out and the crew members would have their own devotional time while the kids and the teens are having theirs and one thing we talked about was how the Holy Spirit if we are Christian and if we've surrendered our lives um, to Jesus you know invited him into our life that the Holy Spirit acts in tandem with our conscience and we were given this analogy of how our conscience is like a microphone in our head and the Holy Spirit say we're gonna go and we're going through a, 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 a gas station and as we're leaving we see a candy bar it's only 99 cents the store's not gonna miss it and so we think of you know sticking in our pocket and walking out our conscience that microphone is then used by the Holy Spirit who steps up to it and is like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in as a guide for us, um, working in tandem with our consciousness, or our conscience. He also guides us through God's Word, which is written by the influence of God we know that but when we read the word the Holy Spirit will will start to convict us or kind of highlight verses we read when we're reading God's word and spending time with him so the Holy Spirit is our helper our guide and the Holy Spirit also gives us, as followers of Christ, the ability to witness and spread the gospel to others. And we see an example of that in Acts 2.41. And this is after all of those disciples who had been closest to Jesus were in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came down in tongues of fire. And then they went out and started preaching in different tongues and the people were like what what the heck's going on i can hear them in my own language but down in verse 41 after peter gives his speech it says so those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about three thousand souls and those souls were added to the book of life that's what we understand when it says that but if you think about the speech that Peter gave that day and then compare it to the things he said prior to Jesus's death you'll see almost two completely different people um, when comparing the two obviously it's the same Peter we know that it's the same man but clearly something has changed from when he first met Jesus to when Jesus has gone to be with God in heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to the disciples. 
but the spirit is what gave Peter and the other disciples that were with him the ability to speak to those around them not just in tongues but to witness beyond that and the Holy Spirit does give the ability to speak in tongues but that's not the only way we can speak to people through the Holy Spirit you know the reason that we celebrate Pentecost is because that is when we recognize the coming of the Holy Spirit and this day on the Christian calendar it isn't just again the mere celebration of a specific time and event this day Pentecost should be the praise and thanksgiving to God for sending his spirit among us today should be a constant quote-unquote holiday that we have throughout the entire year in our hearts but because of Pentecost because of the sending of God's Holy Spirit you and I can receive the Holy Spirit and watch as he performs miracles and leads the lost to their hope in Jesus Christ when we receive the Holy Spirit we also receive his boldness peace and strength and an amazing example of that is Stephen or Stephen I don't know how to pronounce it I'm not good with names but I'll stick with Stephen I guess in Acts 6 um, verses 8 through 15 I'm gonna read the whole thing but Stephen was appointed by the Apostles to go and wait on tables as in feed the poor and the widows because the original 12 felt that they were called to specifically preach and they they couldn't disobey God's calling and um, wait on tables there's nothing wrong with with waiting on tables but they felt that they weren't called to that so among the seven that were chosen to wait on tables was Stefan but I'm gonna kind of flash forward to the part in which he is seized starting in verse 8 and Stephen full of grace and power was doing great wonders and signs among the people then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen as it was called and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and of those from Cilicia and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen but they cannot withstand the wisdom and the spirit with what she was speaking the spirit being the Holy Spirit then they secretly instigated men who said we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council and they set up false witnesses who said this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And then, after that, a large chunk of chapter 7 is Stephen's, Stephen, I don't know anymore, Stephen's speech. 
um, which is summarized is essentially, you know, the truth of how Jesus did come and is replacing all those blood sacrifices that were to save people from their sins by offering himself as the ultimate sacrifice. And obviously the counselors and those who um, set up those false witnesses were enraged. And that's where we start back up at verse 54. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold the sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. The story of Stephen and his death really just kind of shows that something amazing and awesome happens when we allow the Holy Spirit to move within our lives. And despite the fact that Stephen was killed, and before he was killed, he was um, questioned, and uh, the people that he was ministering to there in the court didn't receive his message. Despite that, the Holy Spirit gave him power to speak those things that he spoke, and gave him peace, even in the midst of his stoning, that God was with him gave him wisdom, again, to say those things that he said, joy and confidence and strength. One of the other things the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit changes people. And I think an amazing example of that is Saul slash Paul. And to summarize his story in Acts chapter 9, his sole job was to persecute and or kill Christians. And he had gotten an order from the council to head to Damascus and to do just that. And on his way, um, we all know the story, but just to summarize, a light shines down, knocks him to the ground, blinds him, and we hear the voice of Jesus saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul then gives, or not Saul, Jesus then gives Saul instructions to head into Damascus and wait there for Ananias to come and heal him. And so he does. He waits for three days and when Ananias comes, he 
he prays over Saul, believing, based off of what God told him, that Saul was going to be one of the greatest tools that God used to spread Christianity. And so Saul receives his sight and then converts to Christianity and does exactly that. He begins to travel and all around and spreads Christianity, which then continues to spread and spread throughout the years. But the story of Saul slash Paul is an incredible conversion story. You know, he essentially went from a murderer to one of the greatest disciples and evangelists of Christianity. And I think this story really does um, inspire I know it inspires me to spread the gospel to the best that I can because I know God can use me. If he can use a murderer like Saul, he can use me to spread the good news and the truth of Jesus Christ to those around me. Something interesting within, um, you know, Christian wording, I guess, or Christian Christian talk is we often refer to the Holy Spirit as fire and for good reason and it's not just because it appeared to the first disciples in the image of tongues of fire back when they were in the upper room but because it can spread like a wildfire I don't know if you've ever watched the news of the unfortunate wildfires that we see like over in California but it can start out as just the flicking of a cigarette butt that's still lit and land on just a small pile of dried grass or leaves and that will spread incredibly far, incredibly quickly. But when the Spirit of God descends during a worship service, I don't know if you've <laughs> felt this, but he fills the whole room. and the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit is that when he comes, he comes with power and like a fire just spreads. But we also refer to the Spirit filling us, you know, that action as water filling a glass. I don't know if you've, prob you've probably seen the demonstration if you've ever been to like a youth conference or another youth event, but so you have a glass full of water already, it's already full. And when you continue to pour water into it, it's going to overflow, it's going to get everywhere, everything's wet. But in that demonstration, you are the already full glass and being full is because you have accepted Jesus into your life already. and have repented of your sins and that is the initial entering of the Holy Spirit into your life. But when we fully surrender our lives to him in total sanctification and we're like, yes, please use me, come and do whatever you want with me, that is the second 
pouring out and total pouring out of the spirit into us and we're already full and then this holy spirit can't help but come spilling out of us onto those around us and this this overflowing of the holy spirit in our lives is how we show the gospel and the truth of Jesus' sacrifice to others. God uses his people, you and I, to spread the gospel. One of the um, creators of the devotional that I have been a part of this past week and a half said God doesn't use the qualified he uses the willing and available I think that's something we as Christians sometimes forget is we think we have to line up our lives before God can use us but all we have to do is be willing and available and he will prepare us for that He will prepare us to spread his word. This is going to be a little different, but I kind of like to end this episode in a, a short prayer, if that's all right with you, for you and for me. Dear God, I'm, I'm thankful that I have this opportunity and this platform to spread your word. And I'm thankful that I chose to accept your initial pouring out of your spirit through Jesus' sacrifice in my life. I'm thankful for that. And I'm again thankful for this opportunity you've given me and I pray for the person or persons listening to this that they would tune themselves into your spirit I pray that they would listen for you I pray that you'd fill me that you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit dear God that you would flow out of me and that you would touch the people that I come in contact with every day. The people in my home, the people at work, the people at church. I pray that you would use me, dear God, and I pray that you would use the people who are listening to this. I pray that you would give me the boldness of Stefan. That no matter what comes my way, even if the message that I say is rejected, I pray that you would give me boldness to speak that message in the first place. I pray that you would give me the peace of Peter. When he was in prison for spreading the gospel, he was able to sleep between guards and in chains. Dear God, I need that peace to know that you're with me and that everything's going to be fine because it's with you in accordance to your will. God, I again ask that you would use me. I'm willing and I want to be available. 
I don't have to be perfect and I thank you for that. God, I pray that you would take the seeds that I plant and water and cause them to grow in your name. God, I again ask that you do these things for the person that's listening to this. I again thank you. I love you so much. I ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.